National No Fun Football League here with you again, ladies and gentlemen, for another brand spanking new edition of the Sunday Card. And may I just say, week four was crazy. Lots of upsets, lots of drama. The theater, as they say, was uh, flowing. Let's put it that way. Out of everywhere, out of great one o'clock slate, four o'clock slate, uh, also pretty dramatic in terms of the uh, the betting lines, and then obviously Sunday and Monday night. Sunday night in particular, very very dramatic. Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth is here with me. Dan Zampano, Lemon Pepper Caribou Lou is here as well on the production, working overtime. He never sleeps. Uh, basketball season coming up, Lou. Basketball season is coming. It's definitely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The Nick when the time do the Knicks play? We'll we'll be asking that. Hockey season for Maddie. Maddie's all in the puck. Like Maddie Ice is coming back very, very soon, like next week, right, Matt? Yes, like ice, like pucks on the ice, not like ice in my veins, like I bet with my picks so far this year. Yo, look at this guy flexing on us a four and one week. Don't I have a family, sir? Like, what are we doing? Like, please. Uh, he's flexing on me right now. Four and one, Matty Ice, and not just any old four and one. He hits the magic money line parlay again. The New York Jets. Thank God, Randy Bullock. Thank you. Send us a check, sir. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the reason to do it. The fact that we can hit two again, we're already ahead of the pace from last year. Like we had one all of last season. So having two through four weeks, which included the Jets. I, oh. I mean, how do you get any better than that? You text me uh, like a halftime of that game. You're like, I can't believe that the rest of my day is hinged on the New York Jets right now. It and was. It, and then I hope you had the best day of your life. Today. It was great. You saved my whole weekend. The New York Jets saved my whole weekend. That's exactly what happened there. As soon as I, text, I, I, I texted you, and then as soon as he missed that kick, I, I called him and I said, I did the J-E-T-S Jets. Like, don't tell anybody, but I did. And it, I had to. It was amazing. Amaz- I thought we were dead. I thought it was a tie. There's no question. Um, Seattle, I never had a doubt that they were going to win that game. I, as, as soon as we got the Jets, I said, we have it. Like, Seattle's going to win this game, which is fantastic. I'm so glad I, I tailed you on that, Matty. Great, great week for you, Matt. Uh, hitting the Jets, Seattle, obviously, both of those you had in there. Uh, this man has his pulse on the NFC West, by the way. Arizona outright plus four and a half very very nice and then washington god bless jd mckissick holy crap what a what a what a touchdown right at the end of that game the the heineke heroics are just like about i mean that was unbelievable and they had again that was one that you're just happy to win like it would have been a a winning week regardless of that one but that is just the cherry on top to 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 pin it on top of the money line parlay hitting too. That was really the cherry on top. For, yeah. Wow. What an ending to that game. That was uh, electric. Like, if you could see him smiles from ear to ear, this man uh, on, on this day. I mean, he is just on fire. Mr. 60%, 12 and eight on the year for Matty Ice. He is red, red hot. Uh, not terrible. We went two and three. I did, but the under the weather barely snuck in there with with the uh, Packers and the Steelers hitting the under 45 and a half. Obviously, Vikings no good. Uh, couldn't uh, just They couldn't get anything going against Cleveland, which was very, very disappointing. Cook's injury hurts them. Should have been off Carolina. I mean, McCaffrey not being there. He's 70% of the offense. They were in it for a while, but Dallas really uh, 
that was where he took it to him. And, and Detroit just never – Detroit had a shot right at the end to at least give us a push, and they just couldn't get it in. But outside of the Jets, um, New England, uh, a yeah. heck of a game. Heck of a game, right? The drama, everything you wanted, just couldn't get a win. That's all. Every last bit of drama that you could have wanted. Uh, do you decide to kick that field goal, Dan? Do you send them out for the 54-yarder in the pouring rain? Can we discuss this real yeah, quick? I know. I, I, we have to. There's 56 seconds left in the game. Yep. Even if you kick the field goal and you make it, guess who's getting the ball back? The exact scenario that we have. I mean, just terrible. I mean, terrible. There's no excuse for it. Bill's been doing some weird stuff. I mean, just this thing, the, the Gilmore trade, getting absolutely nothing yeah. for it that just happened. I mean, there's some gross mismanagement on the coaching and on the on the uh, on the GM side, but another master. But I can't I can't doubt him for coaching because that was a masterful performance. Probably the best chess match game I've ever seen between how, what Brady was trying to figure out and what he was throwing at him. I mean, it was it was amazing. It was really, really fun, and that's why it was the second most watched Sunday night game ever. So, you know, I mean, 28 million viewers, NBC got exactly what they wanted for all that advertisement they did. So uh, really fun week. Um, Maddie. before we kind of get into the picks this week, I do want to ask you a question. Since we are at the, uh, at the quarter mark, and Lou, I'm going to get your opinion on this as well. I just had a couple of questions uh, just concerning the league in itself and kind of wanted your opinion on a couple of uh, like five or six questions I got for you. Um, And let me just start. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and this is the first one. If you have a first, second, and third place vote for MVP, who are you going with right now? Uh, For me, right now, I'd have to give uh, first place is going to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's just been playing out of his mind, out of his gourd bananas but if this holds up you know that's the big question for him the rest of the way number two is is still Patrick Mahomes he's still got he's still got 14 touchdowns this season uh and they're losing games because of their defense and not because of him so I think by the end of the year it's still going to be Patrick Mahomes his numbers are still ridiculous and then um third I would there's a couple guys I've thought about here and I'm going to go with Matt Stafford. I just think that he's another one. He's like, he's top five in the league in passing yards. He's got, I believe, 11 touchdowns, two picks so far. So, and just, he's, he's clearly been like, they were the, he was a lot of pressure on them coming into the year to excel on this new team with McVay. And I think he's lived up to the hype so far. So, as we're watching them play uh, Seattle right now on Thursday night, but uh, third pick will go to Stafford. I'm going Murray, Wilson, Carr. Because I think Russell Wilson has been outstanding. Murray is top-notch. I mean, Murray is dominated. Uh, Russell Wilson, I think, has been outstanding just through his first pick, like in the first half of this game that we're watching right now. Um, but he's been uh, – his passer ratings off the charts. I, I put a lot of emphasis on that. And Derek Carr, I mean, like has managed that team and just throwing the ball all over the yard, and they're 3-1. and one. So, you know, I, I get the Patrick Mahomes thing, but they're still 2-2. Two and two. Um, I, if anything, he's been kind of underwhelming to me. And I know it's hard to say that because it's Patrick Mahomes, but you know, Carr, I think has been more Herbert's coming up the pike too. Herbert's coming up the pike. I, I had trouble, maybe not, maybe putting him in there as well, but still got to see more numbers at him. Lewis, you got a, you got a top three MVP so far. So, uh, I had Kyler and Stafford as my one and two, but I'm surprised you didn't have Tom Brady, uncle Tom as the, uh, as your third pick. And I guess I probably looked at it more from a narrative standpoint than I did <laughs> from an actual 
Right, because Carr is good, even though, you know, what was it, Monday night didn't look so hot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tom Brady, Uncle Tom, Buccaneers, that offense, they've been rolling. Yeah, Derek Carr is the perfect quarter year MVP because yes. the rest of the season is going to be different. But this first quarter, fantastic. So I agree <laughs> with you there. It's every um, year, every year with them. And I think I left Tom out, like, just do the last game, really. I think, I think his numbers kind of – his stats now, when you, when I was just looking at you know strictly the numbers for for the teams, he didn't he wasn't on pace as he, as good as he was the first two games. He was insane. So, uh, gentlemen, what's the best and worst storyline at the quarter mark of the season so far, Matt? So, I'm trying to think. I had a hard time kind of deciding between a best. I have a I had a worst right off the top of my head. The okay. worst. Me too. Is the Bears quarterback situation? Oh, that's the Bears that's quarterback not mine carousel. <laughs> the Bears quarterback carousel and Matt Nagy is so obnoxious, and I can't stand hearing every time he speaks about the quarterback. And it's Andy Dalton. And when last week, right before this past week's game, when he threw out the notion that Nick Foles could be starting this game, I'm so sick of this man. I mean, he's just a moron. So that's been the worst thing. Every time I see that pop on my TV, that drives me insane. Well, Fields is getting killed out there. Fields is getting absolutely killed. What's your worst storyline or your best storyline? Best storyline? It's the NFC West. I love the NFC West, Ooh. man. Okay. <laughs> Eddie in the West, in the West Coast. I just think that this. I think every one of these games is like must watch. Like I couldn't. I can't believe we have this game on a Thursday night. Like this division is just going to be tooth and nail the whole way. All these divisional games are huge. They're massive. After all these teams are really. All these teams are good. After a Bengals-Jaguars Thursday night, we now get Seattle and the Rams very good on the NFL for at least giving us a bone. Uh, my best storyline is the fact that the Cardinals are the only undefeated team left, 4-0. Not necessarily the Cardinals itself, but the fact that we had undefeated team up until week 12 last year in the Steelers. The parity in the NFL this year is fantastic. There is Anybody can take the AFC. The NFC is also loaded as it always is. Absolutely love the parity. Worst storyline, this one's for you, Lewis. The taunting penalties are the worst. They are the absolute worst, and I cannot take them. Waller getting flagged the other night for spiking a ball is Uh the most unbelievable thing of all time. So that's the worst storyline. Okay. All right. You know, see, you're playing at my love for flags. (laughs) Right? Because I love seeing penalties and flags on the field. Is that the best storyline? No Urban Meyer for worst storyline. So, and the whole Jaguars offense. My best storyline was Matt Stafford on the Rams, which I think was, it's a good one. But Trevor Lawrence and that Jaguars team with Urban Meyer and that whole debacle, I'm not even going to say what he's doing. It's uh, no bump and grind. Yeah, we wait, don't wait. Do what that. happened? I haven't heard anything about <laughs> on it. Every single second of sports television is just now what's happening in an Ohio bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just grinding. He's just grinding. That's all he's trying to do. That's it's the weird, grind. Man. It's weird, man. <laughs> he's out with his grandkids. Yeah, yeah. That's where you take your grandkids. Grandpa, stop, <laughs> Grandpa. Yikes. <laughs> Show them the ropes. Jeez, Louise. Uh, let's get off of that one real quick. Thank you, Louis. Always, uh, always entertaining. Uh, give me a contender and give me a pretender so far this year. Louis, you go first on this one. You want me to go first? All, right, all right. right to you. We're, we're going to keep right in line with this theme I have going on here. This uh, That Rams team is stout. They are – they're good. 
They're really, really, really good. Between the uh, offense and defense, they're, they're fantastic. That Rams team is really good. I know that they lost on Sunday, but it was uh, they're still excellent. Uh, my pretender would be the Raiders because they just uh, – I don't know. I, it's the Raiders. I just don't trust them. That's it. I could be biased. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you with the pretender. The Raiders are the pretender. I think that they're just – they're not going to play any defense the whole year. My, my contender, though – is a team that we weren't sure was going to be good. Like they were good last year, but there was a lot of questions of how good they really are. And I think they've taken the next step. I know this is going to sound like, no, oh, we, we kind of know, but I think the Browns, I think the Browns right. really have a shot to be the AFC champion. I, I really, really think that they've proven it with their defense. If Baker just stays healthy, they really don't need Baker to do much. They're running the ball like crazy. So Cleveland's my, my, my contender. Uh, I really like them still to win the AFC. Matt, go. Uh, how about them Cowboys? Ah, back again. As if we were it. early on the year, you knew it was going to be the Cowboys. Let's go! I, they're rolling. The off Dak Dak's got the offense rolling. They can they could go against Tampa Bay and they can not run the ball at all when they know it's the best situation to to throw on that secondary. And then they go against Carolina and realize know how to know how to slow that team down and run for two hundred fifty yards right down their throat. They can they could do whatever they want, and the defense is. They're playing Kansas City defense now where it's it's go for the big play, create a negative play, create a turnover, sell it out. Like they're not going to be great as far as like runs, you know, yards per play, but they're always looking to create big plays. So that's a team that could be in the NFC championship game. No doubt. No doubt. Parsons has done a great job. I mean, he's he's really been like the lifeline for that defense and they're getting pressure. Like you're right. They're getting the plays that Kansas City is not getting right now. What about a pretender? Pretender, this is a team where it's like their record's not good, but I think people are starting to talk them up again now. It's the Vikings. I, I'm still not in on the Vikings. I think everybody likes them. Everybody is now going to be on the Vikings. I feel like you right there, that hurt your feelings a little bit. Yep. But they can't defend the pass. They cannot defend the pass at all. And they go to sleep last week against the Browns. Again, we just said the Browns are a contender. I agree with that. But I, I just don't think that they have anything to get it done as much as people are going to try and talk them up going into this. Into All right. The season. Fantastic. The NFL coach that needs to be fired immediately is who? I think you know my answer already. Yeah, I think um, you gave it. Premature. Outside of that part, uh, I'm going to go with my same worst storyline as Matt Nagy. I think he's yeah. just mismanaging that situation in Chicago so bad. Those are the two coaches' names that I could think have been in the press the most for just clownery and circus so far this year. I can't it's, think of any other names. It's Nagy, it's Nagy, it's Nagy, but first it's Urban. Uh, definitely, I love that. Uh, give me the team that needs to start the Tankapalooza and pack it in for the draft, Maddie. The Dolphins. Oh, that is <laughs> so – Wow, that the is Dolphins such are, a turn. The Dolphins are bad, man. Their <laughs> offensive line is so bad. They have a couple of good corners, and that's it. That's really it. They got a couple good corners, and they got a couple good wideouts. And I, the rest of that team is just pretty broken. So we're off the Dolphins. Wow, he's off the Dolphins. That is stunning. I that love is it. absolutely stunning. Blue. Yeah, that's the stock. Oh, stock is plummeting. You know, you know, I had the Jets down, but you know, I'm <laughs> just gonna agree here with Maddie Ice real quick and switch my answer to the Miami Dolphins real quick because I like <laughs> the logic he's got behind that whole ordeal there. 
That makes sense to me. I'm going to scratch my answer out, but the D-O-L-P-H-I-N-I. Dolphins, good. All right. They got a one and three Dolphins. Somebody does around here. We got a one and three Dolphins team that beat New England, and New England is one and three, and nobody said the Patriots. Interesting. Just interesting. Yeah, but you guys have a quarterback. That is true. We do, but nothing else. Uh, I went with the Steelers. I think the Steelers are done. Yeah. The Steelers are absolutely mm-hmm. done. Ben okay. cannot move. Geriatric. I mean, it's it's very, very bad. Very, very bad. And I don't think the defense can do enough. They don't have anybody behind them. I think it's Pittsburgh. They got to mail it in. Uh, talk talk about they know they need a quarterback. Team that right. knows they need a quarterback. Yeah. Because you need a quarterback. I mean, mail it in. Go get one of them. There's not – College football is very scarce but, and like a good quarterback this year, though. And so but it's interesting. But if you're the Steelers and Tomlin, do you tank or do you just start Dwayne Haskins at quarterback? That's the same I, thing, isn't it? I mean, I mean, I don't think that's the same thing. <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah, I think it is too. But I don't, I don't think it's either or. I think you're tanking with Ben regardless. I mean, you're just going to get Ben killed. So you might as I well know. just start Ben. I mean, Ben can't move. So uh, it gives you the best chance to win. But again, if you can't win with them, like, what's the yeah. point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, l- last one, now that you've seen the first four weeks outside of your team as a fan, what is your ideal Super Bowl matchup after four weeks of the season? Oh, let's see if let's see if people can get off their, their, uh, their preseason predictions here. Let's see if we can move the needle, Lewis. You want me to go first? Yes, I, I have a, I have a very narrative-driven answer. Ooh, I, I think I, I might know what it is. I love narrative. Ah, uh, okay. So one would be Kansas City, of course. Okay. Okay. The Prince to rule. Prince Even, of Darkness. Whatever. Whatever. Of Versus either the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers or the LA Rams and Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald. Because we already saw Chiefs versus Bucks and we had a victor in that one. Now I want to see. To gauge a little bit more in terms of the greatest quarterback of all time, I want to see Mahomes versus Rodgers, or I'd like to see uh, that Rams team in the Super Bowl again because they're they're really good. You want that that Monday Night Classic again, where we're getting fifty nine fifty two game Rams and Chiefs. I want a shootout. I'm sick of these low scoring Super Bowls. I want a I want a fifty to forty eight bonanza <laughs> pick sixes both ways, yeah. over sixty five. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Over 78. That's what we want. These, these sick people. These people are sick. Ole Miss and Alabama. Oh, Lord. Let's not bring that one up. That was a brutal one. Uh, for me, I want youth versus experience, and I want different people in the Super Bowl. So give me the Packers. I want Rodgers in it because it's a big F you. Yeah. But I want the Chargers. I want Herbert. I want Herbert versus Rodgers. I really do. I want I want the Chargers in there. LA in their own stadium. Rodgers going out there like it would revive the city. I think it would be awesome uh, at least for, from a football standpoint. Chargers Packers. See, so I, I kind of have two here. I, I'm going to I'm going to merge two years, which again I thought narrative lane was going to lead right down to SoFi Stadium Rams versus chargers in both la teams they're both very good both in there all la right there but what i think would be the most fun still the rams because again i just i really do want to see the rams in this uh super bowl and then 
Bill's mafia makes their way across the country to invade the Los Angeles because the scene, you know, they'll travel well. They'll go all the way across country with the tables and the check bag. So I think that those two would be uh, very interesting. Are the Rams a more attractive team, like from a offensive firepower standpoint than the Cardinals? Um, I don't know. I think so. Like very versus McVay. Who do you want? That's true. That's true. But I would say that the Cardinals are more fun to watch in my estimation. So I almost put the Cardinals and the Chargers together in that. Kyler Murray is more fun to watch. Again, watching him just run around and make plays like, like, yeah, you want to see him versus Seattle in the NFC championship game, which would just, uh, just bonanzas and (laughs) banana land. And then, uh, yeah. And then take on Josh Allen, who's another just wild card back there. With Buffalo too. I mean, that would be, just such a story with Buffalo finally. Can they finally do it? The fifth, it's the fifth time's a charm here with them. I so, just want to see them make the travel all the way out to LA. Just like, oh, it'd be a scene. Place would be nuts. Crawling with upstate New Yorkers. Like, oh man, <laughs> people with Buffalo sauce all over their lips. <laughs> Complaining they can't get some good wings out there. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, guys. Very good. Very good. I like it. Let's get into the pick, shall we? Um, again, Matty Ice is 12 and 8 on the year. I am 10 and 10 on the year, uh, currently. So let's get into it. Lewis, I automatically gave you Patriots plus seven, uh, last week on the bet the narrative because I figured you said that this would be a classic Bucks Patriots. It's like it would go down to the wire. So I gave you Patriots plus seven. Of course. My my bet the narrative of the Colts also won. I didn't have the call to bet the Colts against the Dolphins. So that is true. We're learning a thing or two. We're learning a thing or two. We're seeing. We're seeing the narrative. <laughs> the Jacoby Brissett revenge game right there did not come to be. Uh, let's start at number five. Uh, Maddie, you won last week, so pick or punt? I'm, I'm going to start off with this one. Okay. And this is a – I think this is a lean that we both had last week. I, I don't – this was not in either of our best five, but it was a lean, um, and I had it off the show. But we are going to go back with a team that did us really well last week hitting a big money line. It's not the New York Jets. It's the New York football Giants as they take on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, So Giants are getting seven points in this divisional matchup. I mean, we know this game. They always play this game close. And you've been hearing the narrative, and this is something that we're going to continue to follow, is that Daniel Jones on the road plays far, far better than he does at home. It's unexplainable. I don't know why it's the case, but we've got the numbers to back it up. Danny Dimes... On the road, 11-4 and four against the spread, 73%. Uh, as a road dog, he is 10-2, and two, hitting at 83%, and has an abysmal, I believe, 4-11 and 11 or 12 record at home against the spread. Um, so you get them on the road again. You're also getting Dallas is undefeated against the spread. So they are up 4-0. They are just rolling. They're already the most overvalued team, generally with public betting, because they're the most you know popular team in America. So usually their lines are always bent up a little bit more to defend against that. And again, they're rolling and everybody's making money on them. So I think this line is pushed even further up uh, seven points in a divisional game. I think the Giants have looked pretty decent with their with their speed on offense. Uh, Kadarius Tony looked good. Saquon Barkley looks like he's healthy and he's back as much as we were talking down on our fantasy show on the start of the year. We did say it was going to take a few weeks, four weeks in. He's looking pretty fresh and ready to go. So they've got some injuries. I won't say that this makes a ton of sense. This is just playing the number on a divisional game. And like I said, following this Daniel Jones trend and um, trying to fade the Cowboys all a little bit too. So I, the injury report will make you sick if you look at this one, because it doesn't look good all over the place, but we're just going to play this number. So I think the theme of the week for, 
for me at least, is now we can start looking at statistics and start looking at numbers and start looking at things that are from this year and what the trends are saying. Because we've had four weeks, we've had a pretty good sample size now of what teams are. And this game scares the crap out of me. I'm actually lean Dallas on this one. And I'll tell you why just quickly. It is the injuries. Like Leonard Williams, Bill Peppers, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, the list goes on and on uh, with the Giants. But Zeke's load is getting bigger. And I'm not sure the Giants are going to be able to stop it here. Um, as well as the fact that just this is just a, like the Dallas's offense, like 116.9 passer rating for Dallas. I mean, they're second in completion percentage. They're, I mean, the Giants are 31st in, in completion percentage for their defense. Um, the Giants down 21-10 in that game come all the way back. And it's, you know, a little bit of that whole Dak kind of revenge game. This was the game. This was Giants-Cowboys last year, week four. This was it. I'm very hesitant to even take the Cowboys here, but I would lean their way minus seven. It is a big number. I think it's going to come down. If that comes down, I don't think it will come down, actually. I think it's going to stay on seven. But six and a half would be – six and a half would be – I may have to take Dallas. No, I hear that. Like I said, injury, uh, the, as soon as I looked at the injury report, I'm like, oh, I don't know. But it's just – it's a square play. It was, and it was a first instinct. I just see you see Giants and Cowboys, and I just feel like seven is just too much to not take. Yeah, or, or to lay it's it's the, the sharp play. It's certainly the sharp play with the Giants. Uh, I I just sometimes the public is right, and I I think this might be one of those times. Just looking at the numbers, um, but we're putting it in for you, so I'm not going against you. I'm I'm just leaning that way. Number five, I cannot decide between these two games. One I want to go with with my heart. And one with my head. Ugh. Usually my gut. I, sometimes you just got to go with your gut. You got to go with your gut. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take the Browns. I'm going to take the Browns plus two and a half against the Chargers. And I know that this game has moved dramatically. It opened minus one with Cleveland. It is now plus two and a half for Cleveland. So Chargers getting a ton of love, ton, ton, ton of love. I'm going to fade that Monday night team again. I'm going to fade that Monday night team. I just, I think that the Chargers big win in, in the bright lights Browns have been gutting out victories. They've been running the football grinding, uh, you know, nose to the grindstone type of type of wins here, but the Browns can run the ball with anybody 5.1 yards per carry. It's tied for third in the league chargers chargers are giving up 5.3 yards per carry. That is 30th in the league. It's, it's not good. Brown's leading the league in the rushing yard for game two. I mean, as much as we love Herbert, I do think that if you keep the ball away from him, this is the strategy, which the Browns have done to every team. They're dominant in time of possession. If you keep the ball away from him, I think good things will happen. And I think that their defense is very legit. I think Cleveland's defense will absolutely keep them in this game and maybe even win it for them. I just, it's a, it's not, it's not a spot where I like the Chargers here. So I'm getting off, and I got to give my AFC champion you know, team some love here. I finally got to get on their train and get some wins underneath their belt. So I think this is one where you're getting a little more value than you should be. I'll take the Browns plus two and a half. Yeah, this is another one. This one for me is like too tight, and I, I might almost be leaning the other way against you on this one where mm. I, I, I am starting to like the Chargers. You know, I just think that – Baker, something looks wrong with Baker. I mean, the fact that they could only put up 14 points on a Minnesota team that can't defend the pass at all was a little bit concerning. Obviously, running the ball is their their name of the game and what they're always trying to do. But 
I don't know, man. The Chargers, I just think that Staley is going to be able to figure that out, that if you stop the, the run with the Browns, I know they haven't been good against it, but if they sell out to stop the run against the Browns and make Baker throw the ball, especially without Landry right now and just throwing to Odell, who's been okay since he came back, I think that Staley's going to just – he's smart enough defensively if we trusted him so much last year that I think he's going to be ready to go for this game. But, I, I mean, I like your play, too, of fading a big Monday night winner. We always say it, fading the primetime winner. So, and, and everybody is now believing the Chargers can, you know, win everything. It's They're kind of that team right now. I would just I would be cautious as league is up and down. Um, let's go number four, Maddie. Number four here. This is one talk about up and down. This is a gut play. This is following the teeter totter. That is the New Orleans Saints, and I oh. think that this is who the Saints are going to be all year. Is just up and down, up and down team, very unpredictable. But I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints minus two on the road against the Washington Football Team. Uh, obviously, they get. Pretty embarrassing loss to lose at the Giants after not being home for those those uh, three weeks due to the hurricane and now uh, due to Ida, I think so. Uh, they lose to lose that way in overtime, really bad. I think everybody's really down on the Saints. And then obviously, like you said, Washington had the most incredible comeback win against Atlanta, which that final drive was dead about three times except for pass interference penalties. The two pit two pit conversion they failed. Um, got called back for a penalty, so they get to go that again. So I think that, again, a it took a lot for Washington to win that game. Uh, they didn't win with their defense bouncing back. Like, I, you know, the game plan, I thought I'll still take the win. I thought their defense was going to bounce back, and they didn't. I, I don't think that their defense is playing well at all. They're bottom two, three in the league in, in most stats. So I think this. I think Sean Payton's going to have a game plan here. Um, and if, as much as Taylor Heineke isn't like a true rookie quarterback – Sean Payton versus rookie quarterbacks. Uh, that was a stat that blew my mind when they were playing um, the Patriots a few weeks ago, that he has a better record against rookie quarterbacks than Bill Belichick does, which is the common narrative anytime Belichick faces a rookie. So I think that Heineke can fit into that category for Payton's going to have a game plan for him to uh, put the ball in Heineke's hands. New Orleans is top three against the run. They're going to make Heineke make all the plays um, and maybe the magic runs out a little bit for him. So I'm going to, I'm going to bet on the saints and their defense to, to win this game uh, minus two. Our minds are melding. That's it right there. New Orleans there minus two. Go. I love it. I love that pick. Here's the problem with Washington. Washington's defense last year had 23 takeaways. They have two in four games so far this year. They are not getting the turnovers that they got last year. The defense survived on turnovers. By the way, they're minus three in turnover differential. You know who the second highest team in turnover differential is? That'd be the New Orleans Saints. They are plus five in turnover differential. I think that this defense is so underrated that people just forget. Uh, Jameis, you got to understand something about this offense right now. Jameis is being very well managed by Sean Payton. I think that's what's going on right here. That Jameis is throwing it, what, 20 to 25 times a game? I think if he does that, they get the ball to Alvin Kamara. Like, this shouldn't be a problem. Um, the Saints, people are saying, oh, the Saints on the road, the Saints on the road. The Saints just won three, like they won uh, in Jacksonville, beat the Packers. They went into New England and crushed the Patriots. I don't see why they can't do that to Washington here. Um, just th this one just seems like, I don't know, it seems like a no-brainer to me. So I'm going to take the Saints with you minus two. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think the narrative still on Jameis, again, is, is that he's the turnover machine, but 
Peyton's not allowing him to do it. He's not turning the ball over this year. So I think, right. I think maybe that's still uh, the narrative around Jameis. Um, and like I said, and we're just following the seesaw. Like I said, I mean, they crushed the Packers week one, lose to the Panthers, go and play a great game against New England and kind of didn't, you know, New England wasn't really in that game at all. And then the, the Saints, now they lose their first home game in a month to the Giants. So just following that seesaw back and forth with the, the Saints this year, they are going to, you know, be a wild team. Peter and Todd are all day long. I mean, they were up 21-10 in that game in the fourth quarter. I mean, they just blew the game. That's what happened. I don't. I think they'll get refocused and realigned. I'll start you number three here real quick. I'm going to just keep doing what we're doing here. This is just a play against a bad team, and I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans minus four and a half. Listen, I saw the injury report, okay? I saw the 21 people that are on the injury report for the Titans, okay? Most of them are limited. The, the guys that did not practice were Julio and Taylor Luan, and that does give me a little bit of pause. This Jaguars team is in just a tornado of filth and garbage. I mean, and that's what they're in. They're in a swamp. Um, so I'm going to just say that this game is going to be about Derrick Henry. Run, run, run the football. Jacksonville has been very good, actually, against the run. But I do think that they haven't really seen a guy like Henry. Tannehill's been great. Um, Tannehill's actually been pretty halfway decent uh, as far as, you know, completion percentage, passer rating. He hasn't been that bad. Um, the one thing that the Titans need to do in this game is they need to block during pass protection. They are giving up too many sacks. They've given up 17 sacks this year. It's most in the league. The problem is Jacksonville only has five sacks on the year that is last in the league so it's the worst team against worst team in sack rate versus the best team uh in versus the worst team that in allowing sacks so i do like tennessee in the spot for all those reasons i'm going to take them uh minus four and a half at jacksonville and hold my nose yeah i mean i don't understand i don't see how anybody could bet the other side of this game i don't know how you the play home dog. Jacksonville. yeah okay yeah again you but you have to be 100% ignoring human element. There can be no ounce of human element putting a bet on the Jaguars if you've seen anything of what's going on this week, which you have if your eyes have been open. Yes. So I, I don't know. I understand, like you said, A.J. Brown back to a full participant in practice. That's great news. But, and I know I know the injuries are coming, but like I said, I just think that this is the nail in the coffin for Urban. Don't you? I just feel like I some of the press conferences, the players are saying, yeah, he's a great guy. We're going to play for him. But, I don't know if that's the sentiment throughout the locker room. I think they might be sick of this guy, and, and this might be the nail in the coffin. If so. anything goes bad in that game, they're packing it in. They're packing it in. I mean, that's a team that will be – if they're down seven in the fourth quarter and there's like a late pass interference or something like that, they'll pack it right in. They'll they'll it, they'll go home. This, this is one, too. Talk about public money. <laughs> this one right now. Titans 86% of the tickets, 90% of the money. Yeah, it is all Titans. I mean, that's a dangerous game to be playing, but I still can't argue with you. I still <laughs> can't argue with you. I, I, I know it's gross to take the Jaguars, and I'm just I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I just I'm gonna keep fading them. Uh number three, Maddie. Well, we are gonna stick with what I've been doing, which is betting against good quarterbacks. And here I here I am again. Going against Aaron Rodgers, and I will be taking the Cincinnati Bengals plus three points at home. Let's go. Uh, this this is another one where uh, this is I have I have pro money as we're talking money. Let's put this right here. This is one inclination that makes me feel good about this. 
Packers are getting 73% of the tickets. This line is at three and a half at most at the start of this week. 73% of the tickets on the Packers, 62% of the money on the Bengals going the other way. So as much as all the tickets were coming on the Packers, that line was not going much higher uh, because the Sharps are hitting it when it hits that, that three and a half, especially in the four. Um, and the Bengals, I just think, have the game plan to expose the Green Bay defense, which is what this is really a pick against is they just lost their number one corner in Jair Alexander. They lost, that's a top five corner in the entire NFL. Uh, Jair Alexander. Zadarius Smith, back surgery. He's out. Preston Smith has been playing. He hasn't been that good. So they aren't getting pressure and they just lost their number one corner. They have a rookie and King. Uh, was it Kevin King on the on the outside? Who is not great. And you saw everybody watch. If you haven't watched a ton of Packers games closely, when the Lions were in that game, they were targeting Kevin King at every opportunity they had. Jared Goff was having success against them. So Zach Taylor, I think, will throw, throw, and throw some more with Joe Burrow, especially if Joe Mixon's out. I don't think that that hurts him in this. I think the recipe for success for them is going to be throwing the ball. They are top three in the league at 9.2 yards per attempt, uh, the Bengals are. And their defense is going to be good enough to hang, I think. Their defense has been playing pretty well. They're allowing uh, their top five in opponents' yards per play at 4.8, top five in opponents' uh, team passer rating against at 86.5. So I know this is Aaron Rodgers and this is a different animal, but you know, if they got to handle just Randall Cobb and, and trying to contain Devontae Adams, who has not had a massive game this year, he did have a good game against the lions, but not getting in the end zone, only one touchdown for Devontae Adams so far this season. Um, not to mention that green Bay is giving up 100% touchdown rate in the red zone right now. Yes. 100% of the time a team enters the red zone, they are scoring a touchdown uh, against the Packers right now. So this is another one. Home dog, three points with the Bengals. Let's roll it out. He found one. He found one he liked. Well, you're getting cat scratch fever here. I love cat it. Scratch. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, number, number two, um, I'm going to go here real quick. Uh, this one I just love. I just absolutely love this based on the matchup. I do think this is another team that I could have put on my contender list, but, you know, they're already there. Um, it's revenge game. It's a revenge game. Buffalo Bills plus three at Kansas City on Sunday Night Football. I really like the Bills matchup here. I know that this is probably going against a lot of the Sharps because you're, they're saying to themselves, okay, Kansas City here uh, at home. People are all over the Bills. The Bills have been unbelievable. The Bills have two shutouts on the year so far against Miami and Houston. The last time the Bills had two shutouts in a season was 1990. They ended up in their Super Bowl game against the Giants, and we all know what happened with Scott Norwood. So I'm, I'm really starting to believe that Buffalo, um, just based on these statistics, I mean, you look, at, you look at what they do here. Buffalo, top two in defensive completion percentage, yards per attempt, and defensive pass rate, number one in plays more than 20 yards. They've only given up five plays of more than 20 yards. They have been fantastic, not giving up explosive plays. Number four in rushing yards per game, 3.2. Kansas City, yards per attempt on defense. Kansas City is 30th, 8.8 yards per attempt. Kansas City's defense has been awful. Buffalo's outscoring 134 to 44 in their whole scoring differential. They're also number one in DVOA defense in the league by a mile it's not even close so you can even factor in the idea of the opponents you know with the dvoa numbers buffalo is crushing everybody you beat the bad teams you play 
They've beaten the bad teams they played by a lot. 41-23 win over Washington. 35 nothing Miami. Uh, 40-0 win over Houston. I mean, they have been on a roll as good as Kansas City has been, and they got to prove that this defense is for real. I think this defense is legit. I actually really do, and I think they're going to get pressure on Mahomes. Mahomes has not been afraid to chuck balls into very risky positions. He has four interceptions so far this year in four games. Um, get him out of the pocket, double hill. It's not a difficult concept to figure out, and I think they'll learn from last year. I think there's a coming out party for the Bills to say, hey, this is our year. This is it. Like, last year was not a fluke, and they want to prove that this game. I'll take the Bills plus three at Kansas City. Man, that's that's a big primetime game we have on Sunday night. And, and I have to agree with you. It's just I don't know how all of a sudden we expect the Kansas City defense to turn around against the offense that's been absolutely steamrolling people. And, and again, like all facets of the game, rushing the ball, passing the ball, clearly they are elite, they are next level. Their offense looks like what the Kansas City Chiefs were two years ago when they were absolutely unstoppable. And the defense has been great. So I have to, I have to agree. With you. It, it feels like you said the Sharps are saying you have to take uh, Patrick Mahomes under a field goal at home is where you're at because this line has bounced between three and two and a half. So they're saying if you get that two and a half, you have to take it. But this feels to me like I'm going to be taking a, a Bills money line play. Uh, yeah. You know that they're not nothing on the show, but like I said, I, I just think that Bills money line is going to be the way I'm going to go here because that two and a half tells me that on a neutral field, that two and a half points is, is equal to home field advantage in Arrowhead. And if you're telling me that on a neutral field, you would pick Kansas city to win right now. I don't think I would. So I'm going to take the bills at that. Yeah, point. no, I, I, and the other thing too, just real quick, people keep saying, well, Josh Allen hasn't been, you know, great this season. And who's to say he's going to do it in this game. Does Josh Allen need to be great in this game for them to do good on offense? That defense is horrendous. That's one of the worst defenses I have ever seen. Play. I mean, they gave up 30 points last week to Philadelphia. This is a game where I expect Buffalo to score 35 points easily, easily, because they're not going to be able to stop this team. I mean, Kansas City, are you kidding me? The question is, can Buffalo stop Kansas City? That's a big if. So this is a big sell for their defense, no doubt, but they've proven it from at least from the DVOA perspective that, you know, they are legit. Um, so I'm going to take Buffalo. Taking Buffalo, big. First, 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 come on, don't let me down. I took the Jets last week, taking Buffalo this week. I'm taking, I'm, I'm a division guy. I'm a division we, guy. We, we need a primetime win is really what I'm seeing here. You're taking, you're, you're daring to go to primetime again. And I, I, I can't know. do it. We got one last week. We're going to get one this week. Give me number two. Number two here. We got a couple last week and we're trying to keep, I am trying to keep my pulse on top of the NFC West. I said, it's my favorite race. <laughs> it might be because I am doing so well every time I'm watching these teams and I just, Natty Ice is out in the West Coast this year. Okay, we got to become a San Jose Sharks fan. Natty um, Waves. Natty Waves. <laughs> but uh, 49ers here, it looks, it's looking like, you know, we don't know. The big question for this game is we're going to be Jimmy G starting after he suffered a calf injury last week or Trey Lance. I'm leaning. I want Trey Lance to start this game because I think that what under a full week of practice with, with Kyle Shanahan, it's going to be a totally different offense. It's going to be an offense that they're not really going to be able to game plan too much for of having too much film probably can go back and look at what basically what he did with Kaepernick and can expect something very similar to that. But Arizona's rush defense is putrid. They are bottom two in the league. And if you have Trey Lance in there with running, you know, design quarterback runs and just misdirection, what they could do with read option and everything, I think they are going to absolutely gash the Cardinals. What they brought in on defense this year, 
are good players to get, you know, to help defend the pass and get after the quarterback, which they've done. But I don't think that they can stop the run um, at all. And again, this is just another tight divisional game. I'm getting again a lot higher line this earlier in this week. I hope, you know, you might've grabbed six. It was there at six for a couple of it. It's been sitting at five and a half down to five. Now I'll still take that. Yeah. It's kind of a dead number anyway, going from five and a half to five. And we're, we're getting Kyle Shanahan as a dog. Now we were, I faded the past couple of weeks as a favorite because Kyle Shanahan favorite is not very good. He's eight 20 and one as a favorite hitting at only 28.6% as a dog in his career, 23 and 16, 59%. As a dog away from home, 16 and nine, Kyle Shanahan is. So this is another Arizona is just the new hotness. Um, we, we've seen the the total flip-flop on this where they barely sneaked by the Jaguars. They almost lost that game, and people were going to laugh at Arizona saying, yeah, they're just the joke that we thought they were. They win that game because of some boneheaded decisions by, by Trevor Lawrence with that pick six. But I'm taking a dog here. The 40 irons are still very good all around the rest, rest of the field, the team, except for the cornerback situation, which again, worries me a little bit against Kyler Murray, but I think they're going to be able to, they have a good game plan against them. They'll bottle them up. And again, Shanahan as a dog and NFC West. I, this is my own research I did here. Cause I said, I feel like NFC West underdogs probably all do really well. And since 2019 underdogs in all NFC West games, 12, 10 and two against the spread. So not as big as I had hoped, but over 50%. Well, so, yeah, no, that's that's not bad. I will stick with just picking the dog in an NFC West game, especially with a big number above a lot of those ones, a lot of the spreads I was looking back at, minus one, minus two. You know, everybody remembers that game that the Rams <laughs> did not cover, I believe, one, one and a half, or they lost. They won the game outright and lost to one and a half. Seattle had the one and a half. Oh, that was yes. brutal last year. Never, ever do you see a one – point line come into play but it did last season so those are those are heartbreakers i actually really like that pick that's in my leans category san francisco i took them at plus five um Mm. just to get that number because if it got anywhere close to four i was gonna start to feel a little annoyed that i didn't get that number i apologize i feel like i had a lot of points in this game but i have one more the biggest the the easiest comparable i can to saying that i think the cardinals are going to struggle with rushing quarterbacks jalen hurts last year in his very in his second start at his best game that he had at the end of the year. He was 24 or 44 passing for 338 yards, three touchdowns, um, and 11 for 63 yards and a touchdown on the ground. So I think Trey Lance is capable of putting together a similar performance. You you know how I feel about Trey Lance. I think he's, as I've said before, the highest ceiling of any quarterback in that draft. I think this is a great play in his opening start. Um, all right. My number one pick, and then we'll get to Maddie. Maddie, give me that cat dog. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals. I didn't want to spoil it for you, but that is my number one pick of the week. We loved them before the season. We got to start taking them. Joe Burrow, Mr. Swag. I absolutely love all the points you made with Cincinnati, the top six in every defense, uh, every offensive throwing category, passer rating, uh, completion percentage, yards per attempt. Cincinnati's been golden. They've been fantastic on defense, as you said, top four team in yards per attempt, top five team in defensive passer rate. This team is sneaky good. This team is sneaky good. And I think that there might be a shot, there might be a shot for this team to maybe sneak into the playoffs. I think there could be. That AFC North is looking mighty, mighty strong. 
But I think Cincinnati so far has looked the second best of any team. I still think the Browns are the best team right now. I, I'm, I'm still not sold on the Ravens. I think Cincinnati can win this game. Cincinnati against the spread as a home dog since last year. They are five and three ATS. There have been 23 quarterbacks in the league so far that have had 300 yard games this year. Aaron Rodgers is not one of them. He has his season high is 261 yards. I think that this could be, like you said, because of Zadarius Smith, because of Jair Alexander and all the injuries. I don't think Jalen Smith will play in this game. I, I highly doubt it, actually, that he will. Um, I love Cincinnati here. Fade in the Packers, number one pick. Let's ride it out with Joey B and the boys. That's it. We're back with our boy here. It's going to be a sickness now. If we get one win with them, it's just going to be – it's going to be – too hard to quit him, but yes, we're going to be smoking cigs like he was after the national championship game, smoking cigars. I love when I'm able to bet on Joe Burrow though. So uh, I'm very happy to see, and I'm happy to see that we are going to ride uh, that one together. Absolutely. Okay. It is time. Get off the mat. Number one pick. I don't know if you're going to like this one or if you're going to hate this one. Oh, I, I might like it. We don't had know some, what this, it is. But. This is another one that we've had some line movement, and I've got a better number than this, but we're going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, no, I don't like Three <laughs> against the Carolina Panthers. He doesn't like it at all. Nope. And I know, like Dan, what your concern was that you texted me again when we were talking about this. We're, always, we're looking every single day at these lines, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday night when they come out, is that the Eagles didn't, didn't have a very good offensive line last week. They still stayed pretty competitive with the Chiefs with a horrible offensive line. And we you went through how bad the Chiefs defense is. So I understand that. But Lane Johnson missed from a personal issue. So by all means, I, we're expecting him back. He's he uh he, he hasn't practiced, but I, I think that he'll be ready to play. Uh their other tackle, Mylata, is practicing already and he's expected to play. So they're getting back two two of their tackles. And I believe Kelsey is back, uh, their center is practicing again this week. So they could have three pieces of that offensive line back as well as Shaq Thompson probably missing the game for the Carolina Panthers. And again, I just think that this is another team that I think that the rushing quarterback can be a big problem for them because we clearly saw they couldn't stop the run against Dallas last week. I think that the Eagles are going to be able to do a lot of read option stuff with Hertz and run the ball more. I know that they just didn't use Miles. They forgot Miles Sanders was on the team last week and didn't choose to run him at all. But I think that's going to now make Sirianni like open his eyes and go so much the other way that he's going to run into death. So I think that they're going to rush the ball a ton. Um, and I just think this is another one where um, if you take out the the Dallas game, uh, which Philly, again, just crapped the bet on their own, they're, they're averaging, they're, they're getting up 142 yards on the ground every single game. So they can definitely run the ball, especially when their offensive line is healthy. So I will take the Eagles here, plus three in what is a coin flip game. Carolina, again, Carolina's two wins. Zach Wilson in his very first start and Davis Mills in his very first start. So they beat New Orleans and they, too. And they got they beat who? New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the teeter totter yeah. team. They caught they caught <laughs> them in a spot where they just crushed the Packers in a in a hell of a spot. So I'm I'm fine with with fading the Panthers again. And I don't know. Maybe they aren't as good as we thought. I'm not sure. This is a big prove it game for both these teams. Is are the Eagles capable of maybe staying in this and it's the NFC? East race, probably not with the Cowboys. And are the Panthers any legit at all in the NFC? SB Nation reporting that Derek Gunn says that uh, Lane Johnson likely not to play against the eh. Carolina Panthers. Eh. Um, and, and McCaffrey, 
looking like he may be on track to play for the Panthers. Correct. I don't think he's going to get a full load of touches, though. Oh, 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 this guy. This guy is going up against that. I love Carolina in the spot, actually. I bet them earlier at three and a half. And even if it's down to three, I, I still like Carolina. But that's why we play the game. No. All right, Maddie. You got any leans this week? Yeah, this was this was a week that I felt like I, I had my plays. Uh, first first game that I bet was was the Rams minus two. So that's Thursday night. That's going on now. So I wish that fortunately we don't get the show out earlier. But you know, I would definitely be taking credit for the Rams minus two, hoping they hold out and can cover that spread this game. Um, now that I see if Teddy Bridgewater's out of concussion protocol, yeah, I will be betting on the Broncos because. That I don't know how Ben survives against that defensive line with the with the O line of the Steelers. Like he could get killed up there. That could be a risk. And uh, I'm also like I said, I'm leading Buffalo. Buffalo was my other one that was like almost made it in here. But I just think I'm just going to take a straight money line bet on them for this game and for the for the Sunday night prime time. Beautiful. I'm, what about I'm you? All, I'm all in on it. I got I got a few here. San Francisco. I loved that as I told you. Lean in Dallas, don't think I'll have it, but am leaning that way. I already have Carolina. I let you know that already. Here's one that I really like. This was almost my five. Miami plus 10 at Tampa. That one, yeah. I, I really like it. My, here's, here's just some stats to back it up. Mm-hmm. Miami, since 2020, as a road dog, is 5-1. and one. As a road dog off a loss, is 3-0 and oh against the spread, counting last year and this year. And Tampa Bay, man, their their secondary is just brutal. Middle of the field, they can't throw to because Gronk's not there. I mean, if you can play a little bit of defense, just a little bit of defense, and and maybe find some Waddle, Parker, Gesicki, like get those guys open. I think they can cover ten points. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and you got to think maybe it's a little bit of a letdown spot for Tampa Bay. Obviously, coming off of like that the massive game that was on Sunday night. Uh, and speaking of, I want to go to the other team because I thought this is an interesting line I had to bring up is Houston Texans catching nine yes. at home against a Patriots team that is maybe again getting a lot of credit for losing a football game Crazy. because they were in a football game and their entire offensive lines hurt. So I think oh. if there's anything that the Texans have done is their defense has played hard at least. You know they don't have the talent, but they are, I feel like they've played hard every game. But again, Davis Mills. Can Davis Mills stay with a nine against another rookie quarterback, Mac Jones? It just feels like a crazy amount of delay. Again, Mac Jones still a rookie quarterback, nine points on the road. Feels like a lot. Matt, the over-under is 39 and a half. <laughs> They're getting nine and a half on a 39 and a half total. I mean, I don't, know how, you so, dope at, I don't know how you don't so, bet the Houston Texans. It's so ugly that nobody would want to. And I think that I know you can't. You're you're you're, you're no. You have a, I, you have a I, blood oath that you can't. But. It's in my leans. It's in my leans. I might have be on Houston if it, yeah. if that gets back to nine. Like I don't care. Just go win the game. But like not just don't lose and keep it within nine. Like that's right. That's all I would want. You know. And and the old line injuries don't even matter. The Patriots old line stinks. It stinks to high heaven. It doesn't even matter that Onwenu and Win may not play. Isaiah Wynn's the biggest waste of anything. Oh my god, I don't want to get into it. Um, and the Jets. The Jets are also in the leagues. No Ridley, yeah, I, no Gage. Got to get yeah, the Jets I, in there. I actually did. I, I should say I locked in the Jets at plus three after. I did scare me a little bit that that didn't move with both of those guys being out. Like maybe just Ridley by himself, but their top two wide receivers not playing. 
on a team that's only again it's all Cordell Patterson now. Now we can put all of our focus on Cordell Patterson, I guess. So Mr. 32 fantasy points, Cordell Patterson killed me last week. But you're right. I think the Jets here, I took the Jets early on the money line. I took them plus 145, but down to plus 125 on the money line now. Mm. Um, still at plus three. So I just nabbed them quickly at three just to stay on the key number. I do like the Jets a lot. Um, let's go to the specials. Under the weather, not much out there for weather-wise this week. It is it is certainly kind of hit or miss here. A lot of just nice weather. It's still not – the autumn wind does not come yet. You know, we're still looking for that autumn wind. If Baltimore was playing on Sunday, that easily would have mm. been it. But they're not. They're playing Monday. So that's, that's a toughie. Um, but I'm going to go right next door. I'm going to go uh, Landover. I'm going to go to Washington. N- New Orleans and Washington – um, the over-under is 43-and-a-half. The rain, we got a 50% chance of getting uh, pretty significant showers coming in there. Nine-mile-per-hour winds, not really what you want here. I'm just trying to get it updated. That's about the same. Okay, 74 degrees. Saints 3-and-1 to the under so far this year. Washington is 1-and-3 to the under, but I do think that this is going to be more of a sloppy game. And I don't think Washington will be able to kind of throw the ball around on the Saints defense. I think they'll they'll keep them keep them down. So again, going with a favorite and an under, but this is a short favorite, a minus two. So uh, New Orleans at Washington under 43 and a half as you are under the weather bet of the week, which by the way, they are two and two on the year. Uh, give me pocket aces. Give me another one. Can we get three in five weeks? Is it possible, Maddie C? Give me that magic, baby. I, I look. I'm hoping that we can keep it rolling. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with where we're at right now. But again, we we don't stop. We can't stop. So <laughs> this one is we're, we're going with plays with plays that I already like. Because again, I, I didn't have a ton of picks I liked here, but I had a lot of dogs in my top five. So we're taking two of those dogs. Number one, San Francisco. It's Bang. the big dog. Hopefully, again, it was at 200 earlier in the week. It is, I see, plus 185 right now. Still pretty damn juicy. And I was debating between the last leg between these two teams, and that Lane Johnson news will knock the Eagles out, and I won't put them in there because that doesn't make me feel as good. And we will take the Cats. We will take your number one pick, my number three pick. You don't have to be disgusted when you bet it this week. But that means it's probably going to lose because we got to be we got to feel a little sick in our stomach when we're betting mm. these games. Like we had to take the Texans and we were a little sick with that one. We had to take the Jets last week. So these are I mean, we're still taking the Bengals to be Aaron Rodgers. Let me get sick. Let me think about that feel, a little bit. I'll be 26. So but I feel really good about this. You're, you're going to feel sick from all the cigar smoke that's going to be just puffing around here once you hit that parlay with Joey B. I, I will. I will personally, if this hits, if this hits, I will personally go out. I'm going to Snapchat you and I'm going to Snapchat you specifically me smoking a cigar and uh, might order a Joe Brogers. I say, look, we, we have, we have a producer, Lou, he could do the full like 8k camera, like rotating shot. Yeah. Like maybe we could, maybe we could find like your hair right now is kind of looking like Joey was, you know, you that's get the, right. Get the coiffed hair going. I could, I could see it. I could see it. So, and that, that payout will be a plus five forty. Not as big, but we love it. Anything that's over 500 of those money line parlays is what we are looking for. It's some value, some cash. Oh, love it. That sends a tingle down my spine. This one I love. I haven't loved any of them except for week one and week one hit. 
So with the Pittsburgh Houston money line, I absolutely love this. This one, I we got Trey Lance, my favorite rookie quarterback outside of Mr. Mack. And we got Joey B. I mean, I am fully confident, fully confident in this one. Very, very confident. Love this. Ooh, Maddie, you're firing me up. Fantastic. Okay, my friend. Godspeed this weekend. Have some fun. Best of luck. Let's keep the show rolling. I mean, we're again, we're just staying positive over this year. We are yes. we're gonna be a positive show. Positive vibes only, 22 and 18 on the show. Uh, I will get Lewis's bet the narrative uh, when I mean, he was having some technical difficulties, but I will get it from him. We'll put it out on the Twitter at the Sunday card on Sunday morning. Ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to us everywhere. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and on Sports Country Radio. That is sportscountry.net. Saturdays, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m., and again at Sundays at 11.30 a.m. Check us out on Twitter at the Sunday Card. We are giving out winners, winners, winners every single week, and we thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll see you next week for Lemon Pepper, Caribou, Lou Caracone, and our fine esteemed Magic Moneyline gentlemen, Get off the mat, Matty Ice. I am Dan Zampano. Thank you for listening to the Sunday Call.